Good morning, good no. Good morning, good afternoon, and good in. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. <laughs> okay, no, you still want to have. No, 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 no. Okay, one more time. Okay, last. Good morning, good afternoon. <laughs> 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 you can do it. You can do it. Come on. I did a perfect one. Can you just use that? Okay. Fine, one last. If I don't, now it's over, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you think this is easy. You should see how much time it takes me to do a whole episode. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Truls, and this is Tracy Talks. massive thank you to my husband Trulz for doing today's intro. So I'm currently about two months behind on all my television series simply because I'm just so busy with work and I'm trying to have a social life failing miserably but trying and basically I cannot talk about any of my shows like Billions, Bates Motel, Suits, The Walking Dead and many others. I can't talk about these shows with anyone simply because I'm about six to eight episodes behind. It sucks a lot because I always want to keep up with the shows and I love having intense discussions with people about what's happening in the show and who's doing what and da 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 da. But there's something I've noticed. Keeping up with Netflix original shows, that's never a problem. You see, Netflix will release an entire season of one of their original shows and boom, within two days, maybe three, I will have seen the entire season. And they do this so well. They release their shows, they release the entire season of their original shows on a Friday, knowing very well that people will sit in all weekend and watch that show so that by Monday, everybody goes into work or school or wherever they go on Mondays and they will be talking about it. I mean, it's a foolproof plan and they're doing it fantastically. Either way, if you have any television shows that you're currently into and you want to share it with me and possibly the rest of the podcast world, be sure to drop me a message. You can reach me on Twitter or Instagram at Tracy Jacobson. You can also like, comment and subscribe to this podcast. You can find Tracy Talks anywhere podcasts are available, including iTunes, SoundCloud and like I said, anywhere else. Do not forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Tracy Jacobson, T-R-A-C-I-J-A-K-O-B-S-E-N. The J sounds like a Y because it's Norwegian. If you grew up in the 90s, then you definitely recognize this theme. Today's song of the week takes us back to my childhood gaming days. As a kid, I never really understood the video gaming culture. You see, my mom, she bought me a video gaming console and it was really cool and fun, but it never occurred to me that there was an entire world out there about video games, 
I mean, I was just a kid. I never imagined that there's hundreds of thousands of kids out there who are doing the exact same thing as I was. And also remember back then the world wasn't as global as it is right now. But to be able to have discussions with my husband about video games that we both played when we were kids, growing up on complete opposite ends of the world with different cultures and languages, I get so excited about that. And this is why the song of the week is the main theme from Super Mario 64. Enjoy. This song was composed by Koji Kondo, a Japanese music composer, pianist, and sound director who works for Nintendo. He also composed songs for games like The Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Bros, Mario Party, and many others. He was the first person hired to specialize in music composition for games and has been working at Nintendo for 34 years. I'll be the first to say it. Sequels are more often a bad idea than they are not. A lot of sequels are made simply because producers want to maximize on making money. Basically, if the original film did so well, why not make a second one? The problem is that sequels very easily turn into watered down versions of the original film. The Fast and the Furious franchise has been around for an amazing 16 years. I'm not a big fan. And the only reason I watched the films, including the seventh installment of the franchise, was because of Paul Walker. I'm a big Paul Walker fan, and I have been since the early 2000s when I first watched the movie She's All That, in which he stars alongside Freddie Prinze Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. I didn't think that Furious 7 was a particularly good movie, but that tribute to Paul Walker, that was magical and beautiful. Furious 7 ended up doing pretty well in the box office. With a total budget of $190 million, the film made a total domestic gross of over $350 million, and they made approximately 40% of that in the opening weekend. So in other words, in the first three days of its release in the United States, Furious 7 made almost $150 million. The film then went on to make $1.5 billion worldwide, making it the sixth highest grossing film of all time. That's insane. But here's what's more insane. I never imagined that the latest film in the franchise, which is titled The Fate of the Furious, would do as well. I mean, I attributed the success of Furious 7 to Paul Walker's untimely death. At the end of the day, it's a film about nice cars and attractive people doing some very impossible stunts. It looks and mostly sounds good, but if you take out the expensive cars and the cool special effects, it's just a lame story that's been told eight times over. So 
shock on me when fans turned out in droves to watch the 8th installment and as of two days ago, The Fate of the Furious has raked in over $900 million worldwide. And this is only with a budget of $250 million, so imagine the massive profit these guys are making. The Fate of the Furious has been out for approximately two weeks and it is already ranked 43rd in the list of the highest grossing films of all time. It hasn't even been released in all markets worldwide, I mean it's only going to get released in Japan at the end of the week. And that's a massive market, so imagine how much more money these guys can make. The Fate of the Furious currently has a 7.3 on IMDb and a score of 56 out of 100 on Metacritic. If you've already watched it, let me know what you think on Twitter or Instagram at Tracy Jacobson. Also, let me know what you think about where it's gonna end up on the list of highest grossing films of all time. Join me again for another installment of Tracy Talks. Today's episode was a pretty short one, but I also have the next episode ready, so you can expect the next installment ready in one week, not two, like I've been doing for the last few months. This podcast is produced by me, Tracy Jacobson. All the music you have heard today is from the freemusicarchive.com. A lot of the music on the freemusicarchive.com is under Creative Commons licensing, so it's absolutely free and legal to use as long as you give credit where credit is due. The song of the week was the Super Mario 64 theme song, which was composed by Koji Kondo and is owned by Nintendo. I am not trying to steal this music or make a profit off of it. I simply think it's a cool song that needs to be showcased. Do not forget to subscribe, like, and comment. You can listen to Tracy Talks anywhere podcasts are available. If you haven't already liked my Facebook page so that you don't miss out on future episodes, you can find that on facebook.com forward slash Tracy Talks. If you'd like to reach out to me or if you want to be the person that introduces the show next week, you can email me on karibanorge at gmail.com or reach out to me on Facebook. And of course, there's Instagram and Twitter at Tracy Jacobson. I always enjoy hearing from you guys, and I appreciate all your tips and support and suggestions. Thank you for taking the time to listen in, and do not forget to share Tracy Talks with your friends and family. Until next time, cheers.